What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Slice of TV, where we are going through HBO's The Last of Us. Today, we are talking about episode two, Infected. I am your host, Brett Parker, and joining me is a special guest from the Quad Pro Quo podcast, Allie. Hi. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Well, I should say welcome back. You've been here before. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We talked and about for everyone who's like, why is she green? I don't know. Okay. I'm Can't just gonna out. I'm just gonna point it out now because I know somebody might say something. I don't know what's happening. We just said screw it. We're gonna be do it. Just you're just gonna want to hear our voices. It's okay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Allie, yeah. I am excited to talk to you about this because you are someone who has never played the game. Never. So which is great. I mean, it's not great. I I I definitely recommend you play it at some point if you get a chance because it is a great game. But uh, it's it's awesome to be, you know, somebody like me who is I've played both the games. I know the kind of the games forward and back and to be able to experience it with a bunch of people who haven't experienced the game. It's really interesting because you kind of get different points of view. Um, So you're going to this fresh. I want to know your opinion on the show so far. Like, what do you what do you think of it? OK, so I was really excited to watch it. Um because I loved Chernobyl and I know the guys who do this did mm -hmm. Chernobyl. I thought Chernobyl was so good and I love Pedro Pascal. Um, and I just thought it looked really good from the, from the, when they released the trailer. So I, I knew it was a video game, but I didn't really know anything else. So, um, so far I've, I find it terrifying. Like I was really scared watching the first episode. So I'm really enjoying it. Okay. What about episode two? Since we're talking specifically about episode mm -hmm. two today, what uh, were your thoughts on it? Um, again, terrifying. The the clickers. Um, I, I feel like have you ever heard of the the phobia trypophobia? People who have like a fear of like really tiny holes and they yes. like, can't look at like yes. four seats yes. and stuff like that. Yep. I feel like they would have a problem with this show because the clickers <laughs> and the, and yeah. all the all the fungi is really triggering. For people like that and it just makes me really uneasy to look at them for some reason it makes my skin crawl um but i like i like how they start and i, I hope this kind of continues through the series i like how they start each episode with almost like a glimpse into the past so we yes. get like a little glimpse of how the infection or whatever it is started but we're not getting full pictures of it yet and so i kind of hope that they continue with that because i really like the way that they do that and then we kind of come back into present day with Pedro Pascal and, and his journey with what's her name? Ellie. Well, I know her at Ellie. Ellie. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was really good. And um, I was sad about what happened. I mean, I guess yes. we're going to talk about yeah, it. We'll, but... <laughs> we'll get to that very traumatic scene. When we yes. get into more spoilers. So yeah, we'll, we'll do a little bit. I mean, you, you did very well and not spoiling anything. So Yeah. You know, being somebody who has played the game and seeing this episode, watching, going through this episode twice, it, it really, and I said it in my episode last week where it was like, this is what people need to do if they want to make an adaptation of a video game. Stop trying to create something brand new, just because not everyone has experienced it. They're like, well, if right. you played the game, why would you want to rewatch that? Because that's exactly what The Last of Us is doing. But they're also right. sprinkling in new things. And that's what I love. Like these beginning, like the openings of these episodes where it shows you before 
everything goes mm-hmm. down. That wasn't in the game. I mean, in episode one, the whole, you know, seeing Joel and his daughter going through right. all that, that was in the game. But that's okay. all you see of before. And then the rest of the game is just you going on your journey as Joel with Ellie through, you know, the infected mm-hmm. land to get her to where she needs to go. Okay. But I appreciate that they're changing certain things up with other um, situations, like the way that the infection is spread in mm-hmm. the game. In the game, they talk about uh, it's you can actually get it by spores like the. It, it, like breathing it in. Yeah. yeah. Which they took that out for the show because it just made it. It felt like it made it too easy for the infection to spread. So they changed it up to the whole having it be like it spreads everywhere and they can kind of feel it like anything that's infected. Right. Yeah. Like it's like a symbiotic organism. almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I like that they they kind of tweak things. Uh, they tweak the end of the episode, the way that the whole situation ends okay if, if you hear banging it's just a one-year-old it's it's okay oh okay well if you hear barking it's one of three pugs so <laughs> but uh but yeah i i do like the fact that they're they're not like giving us shot for shot of everything that goes on in the game they are giving us mostly things that we've seen already for people who have played the game but they're giving us also brand new fresh takes and looks at at the world that um, right. we're experiencing this episode was a little slow in the beginning, but it really builds up really fast. And then once you get to where you experience the clickers, <sighs> it's it just it's as tense as playing the game for the first time and getting to that exact moment. Yeah, I I I knew they were coming because you see them very briefly in the trailer of mm-hmm. like before the show even started. You saw that trailer. And we watched the episode and then we watched like the little five minute kind of thing at the end of the episode where they talk about getting the clickers like right and the design of it and how it was done by the same guy who did the effects for Chernobyl. Yep. So I guess people who have been exposed to radiation <laughs> look like clickers. too. <laughs> so they said that we wanted the people who played the game to go, oh, that's exactly what it should look like. And the people who had never played the game to go, that's like effing terrifying and i looked over at matt and he was like yep that's exactly what it is because he had played the game so he was like that's exactly what they should look like and i was absolutely terrified by them they were just so gross (laughs) yeah and what makes it even better is it's it's practical it's all practical work there's no cg work so you know i've seen interviews where with uh pedro pascal and bella ramsey i think is who plays ellie and they talk and you know, talk about like how terrifying it was because of seeing them face to face instead of, you know, having to act against nothing if they were to use special effects. Right. Oh, man. I could only imagine. Just the amount of work too, to, oh, to yeah. put that on every day or apply it. It's just, oh, gosh. Yeah, it's really amazing what they're doing. So this episode was actually directed by Neil Druckmann, who was mm-hmm. the director. He's the creator of The Last of Us. He directed was the game director oh, okay. for both uh, one and two. And so this was, I guess, his directorial debut, though, in live action. And uh, I feel okay. I mean, I'm not going to say it's easy. I don't know how it is, but right. being that he created this world and he created a lot of the things that go on in this episode, there was probably an easier task for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, having actors like Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey 
and uh oh, what was what's who's the actress who plays Anna Torv. Anna Torv. She's great. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. I saw her in Mindhunter. On That's where Netflix. I know her from. But she was also on Fringe, which yeah. I never watched, but a lot of people love Fringe, but I yeah, I know her from from Mindhunter. I, yeah. I couldn't rec- I I didn't recognize her when I first saw her in the first episode and then I had to look her I up had to and I was look like, her "Oh up. man, of course." I had, I did too. I was like, ah, she looks so familiar and she weirdly kind of looks like Kate Blanchett too. So, oh, yeah. and then I looked I up and I was like, that. Oh, I think they're both Australian. Um, but, uh, I was like, and when I looked her up, I was like, Oh, she's from Mindhunter. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. She's great. RIP to yeah. that great show. Yes, I know. So we'll, we'll get, let's get into some spoilers. So if you haven't okay. watched the, the episode, go watch the episode. I mean, to be honest, if you're listening to this, you should have already watched the show don't come yeah. into this not watching the show yeah so the the episode opens with it's uh so technically i think it's two days before the events that happen in austin and mm-hmm. we meet a scientist from indonesia who right. specializes in cordyceps she's a mycologist mm-hmm. I've never heard of that but uh yeah she gets brought in to look at a cordyceps strain that they took mm-hmm. out of a human. And it's one of those things yeah. where they're like, yeah, that, that's impossible. It doesn't survive in humans, which right. as of right now, in reality, it doesn't. So let's hope it stays that way. <laughs> but so I'm going to ask, I'm sure it's a stupid question. So cordyceps are a real thing. They are they a real thing. So, <laughs> okay, uh, so, so in today today in reality mm-hmm. they only affect in uh mostly ants and some other okay. insects you can actually look it up oh, on okay, youtube okay. it's very weird um it's oh. literally exactly like it works in this with the humans where it literally is just a fungus that grows from the inside and then kind of spreads okay. out yeah okay. and it like pretty much makes you into a zombie it takes control of your brain and does exactly wow. what we see in this okay yeah it doesn't in reality, it doesn't affect humans. I don't even think at all. Okay. But in this, we see uh, so she she gets told that then she has to study a body that mm-hmm. was infected. Now the if you um, I don't know if Matt told you, but the the way that those little cordyceps strands that come out of their mouths that wasn't mm-hmm. in the game. Okay. It, because of the way that it spreads in the in the show compared to the game. Um, that okay. is kind of how it's spread. It's kind of like uh, I don't know if you've seen the show The Strain or if you've seen Blade Two. You know how the, you have the the vampires that kind of have the tongue, right. and, and that's how it infects. And I think that's how the cordyceps actually get into your body is okay. by those strands in the at least in the show. As I said in the game, it's it's a little bit different. You do get it by getting bit. But you also can get them by spores and stuff like there's actually levels where you have to put on like a gas mask so you don't breathe it in. But um, yeah, so she goes in there and, and you know, she's studying it and she's very confused because she's like, how does this happen from from right. a human? Like a, she's just studying the bite and then she knows she pulls out the cordyceps out of the mouth and she's like, I'm out. What? Right. And well, that's she- incredibly startling scene even from the get because. It almost, I mean, it looks almost like a police state already. Like, mm-hmm. she, the police are coming in, and they're taking her from her lunch, and everyone's kind of staring at her like, oh, my God. It all, I wasn't sure where it was at first. 
first I thought it was like North Korea or something because everyone was so freaked out by like just these police officers coming in. And it's, I think it's Kuala Lumpur. Um, But it's just such a jarring scene even before you get to the, to the, the autopsy and her pulling that stuff out of the mouth because it's just like, she looks terrified. Oh, like yeah. she's going to be thrown in a jail immediately or something yeah. like that. I love the car yeah. ride where she's like, am I in trouble? I know. Like, no. It was like, do you have the right person? I know. It's, it was so crazy. Yeah. <sighs> it's terrifying. But as soon as she figures it out, she pretty much tells him how screwed they are because mm-hmm. he's just like, we brought you in. We want you to help stop this. She, you know, he's asked, she's asking him about like how many have, because I guess like people are just missing. There's like 14 right. workers at this mill that were or factory that were missing. And she's like, well, we're screwed. Yeah, because, she said bomb the cities, basically. Yeah, because there's he's like, well, just make a vaccine or make a medicine. She's like, I can't do either of those things because we didn't even know this could happen. Right. And yeah, that was terrifying when he goes, well, what do we do? And she said, bomb, bomb the city. I was like, oh, my God, okay. which yeah. actually connects to um something that we see later on in the episode when mm-hmm. they're walking through downtown Boston, which is actually right. Edmonton, <laughs> which is hilarious uh, <laughs> because there's so many people on Twitter that are like, I know all these buildings. They didn't even make it look like Boston. <laughs> Except for the gold for the, for like yeah, the town which, hall. In Boston. Which That's that thing is thing. still in Edmonton too. They're just like, we'll just, just paint it gold. So it looks like oh, okay. that building in Boston. <laughs> it's hilarious. But uh, yeah, they they noticed the um, where they dropped the bombs in the in the city. And so that's pretty yeah. much that's what they tried to do. They tried to bomb, mm-hmm. you know, bomb. And, and, and the creepier thing was that she said bomb the city with everyone in it. Yeah. Was, oh, boy. I mean, I knew the show was going to well, be dark, but damn. So dark. <laughs> so, yeah. So after all of this happens, we fast forward to Joel, Tess and Ellie. And mm-hmm. this is early in Joel and Ellie's relationship. So, you know, they're very they don't like each other. Joel definitely is very skeptical because, of course, she's immune to uh, to the infection. But he's still very right. skeptical about it. But Tess is very much like, I I feel like we should help her. We need to move on and uh, get her to wherever she needs to go. Because they kind of I feel like they kind of just like forget about the battery at a point because they they had right. to go get that battery in exchange for her. Well, it also, I feel like is going to get to a point. I mean, and I, th- I feel like, um, Tess kind of gets, obviously gets to that point where she's just like, what are we going to do? Go back to the, um, what do they call it? The N. Oh, the, the uh, Q- QZ. The- QZ, the quarantine zone. And I mean, it's not like they have a great life in the quarantine zone. No. And it's like, I mean, what are they going to do? Might as well just keep going. You know, I think um, Pedro Pascal's character is just so used to like the routine now mm-hmm. that he doesn't want to chance it. But it's like, you're either going to die out there or you're going to die in the QZ. So it's like, might as well just try. Yeah. To do something with this girl. I love the that shot of her waking up in that like I love the set design on the show. It's it, it looks like she's it looks like she's in a meadow, but she's in like an abandoned building that's just mm-hmm. grow, overgrown. It's so it's such a pretty shot of like the sun on her and everything. It's really a really cool shot. Yeah, where it, yeah, to say it pretty much is just beaming down on her and everybody else is yeah. kind of in the darkness. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. They're staring at her. <laughs> Ellie is so funny. Just how she has ever. She's always got these quick comebacks. Anytime they say mm-hmm. anything, I love when they're about to leave and, you know, they're both getting their guns out. She's like, can I have a gun? And they're like, no, absolutely not. And she's like, well, fuck it then. I'll just throw a sandwich at them. <laughs> just throw a sandwich at them. Yeah, she's really quippy. Like it's, it's great. You know, they have to go. I think they uh, where they, they have to go to the state building. So they yeah. but they have to stop at like a motel and it's flooded. This is taken right. from the game. This entire scene. Oh, like okay. I said, most of the show is going to be uh, taken from the game. Uh, and even lines, exact lines are said. Like when she goes up to the, the desk and is pretending to ask for for service right. to get a room and stuff. It's exa- it, you know, word for word. Like the whole oh, thing okay. where she, she's doing things and Joel's like, you're a weird girl. And he's like, well, no, you're a weird kid. And he, she's like, you're a yeah. weird kid. It's great. <laughs> it's cute. I like their their little relationship. Yeah, they have to get to the state building to meet the they called the fireflies. Is that what they're called? So, yeah, they have to meet the, the, the fireflies, fireflies because that's okay. um, Marlene is the kind of like a head of the fireflies. So, yeah, yeah, she needs to give it to them so that they can transport her west. You don't know exactly right. where west, but. That's where they're she's being sent. And uh, yeah. And then again, we're <laughs> they're going into the water and she's like, you got to go in there and like, yep, we got to get to the other side. She's like, I can't <laughs> swim. And he's like, <laughs> seriously? And he's, seriously, he's like, well, you think we have pools at school? And he's like, no. And he's, he, you notice it's only like a foot deep. Oh, it's great. Because in the game, she can't swim either. And so in those missions where she can't swim, she has to like jump on a like a makeshift raft and you'd have to be in the water like dragging it around to get her to another location right because yeah. she can't and it's i just thought that was a nice touch but yeah it's it's very game like though because there's very uh, there's various motions where it's like when they before they leave the the building that you first see him in joel has to move an obstacle out of the way in order for her to get out get out the door after they go through the hotel they go upstairs and like you know it's like oh well we need to get to the other side of this door send uh ellie volunteers to go because she's small but tess ends up going it's it's like that is it's it's hilarious how like close to the game they're going they're like we're even going to do these sort of like missions because there's times where like certain like joel can't fit in a certain area so you just send you send ellie to go do it and then she comes back and i thought i was great the whole interaction between them in the hallway you can see that like they're trying to coexist with each other, but it's just it's it's like a it's like a parent dealing with just a pain in the ass teenage kid. Yeah, it's like everything right. you say, they just have some sarcastic remark and Ellie's yeah. full of them. I think I was I think one of the first things I said when I watched the first episode, because we were we, all of us were watching it together and I was like, oh, people are still having children in this post apocalyptic. <laughs> Because, like, it's the first thing I think of in these post-apocalyptic movies or shows. Like, in, in The Quiet Place, when they choose to have another baby. I'm yes. Like, Why are you oh doing that? God. Why are we having children into this horrible future where mushroom heads are coming after yeah, us? Yeah, like, right. I, I don't, why are we continuing to procreate? It doesn't I, make any sense. When it, came to, when, it came to the quiet, when it came to A Quiet Place, spoiler alert if you haven't seen A Quiet Place, uh, I always found that they did that because of the fact that they lost the one kid in the beginning and was yeah. kind of like trying to bring that back. I don't know. But, but they got two other I, ones. I, I completely mean. understand. <laughs> you literally need to live and not make any noise. And you're going to bring mm. children? 
especially a baby. baby. You think the ba- yeah. you know, baby, you can't you don't cry. And it's like, yeah, the baby's like, no. all right, mom. Like, <laughs> yes. what? And it, I mean, in the, it's kind of the same in this scenario. Yeah. I mean, you, may, you can't really make noise no. when you're around them because they'll hear you, especially the clickers. And yeah. like, it's like, yes, let's let's add more people to this scenario. That's how diseases spread. Yes. We have to stop it. <laughs> and, and to be honest, I think the way that the cordyceps communicate with each other is a lot more terrifying in this show than it was in the game because of the fact of like, if you step on a, a cordyceps on the ground here, they could feel it a mile and a half away. I mean, and we see it towards the end of the that's episode, really cool. how, how that all went down. And it, that's just terrifying. Cause it's like, sometimes you, you might just step in the wrong spot one time. And then you got a swarm of, of infected coming at you. It was really scary. It was, I thought that was so neat. And the way they showed it in the end of the episode, I was like, yeah. oh, just, it was, yeah, it was great. I really liked it. So we get the, they get to the top of the, the uh, hotel and they see, and this is when Tess explains to Ellie the whole, you know, process with the, the infected. And like we were just talking about and how right. they are able to feel, you know, um, vibrations or they're, they're like the cordyceps are able to communicate with each other. And so you have to pretty much watch your step, but uh, also to backtrack when they're walking down the highway, the Ellie asks about a spore, uh, a large spore throwing um, infected. And they're like, ah, no, that doesn't exist. I won't spoil right. it, but um, it does. Oh, um, God, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you what it is, but it's probably it's it's going to be terrifying nonetheless. And uh, uh, but then but I love when they at when she is like, oh, isn't there one with a split face that it's kind of like a bat? And they're just like, they don't say no. They just look at each no, other. And they look and at it's each other like terrifying. Yeah. Because you know what those, it is. Is that the clicker? Or That's, is the, is clicker. That the clicker? That's okay, the clicker. That's the clicker. I mean, I was terrified before I even saw it. like my wife didn't understand until she saw them. But yeah, that's when we get to the state and then fast forward, we get to the state house mm-hmm. and this is exactly how the game plays out. They get you go to this building. You have to get to the top in order to get to another building. And this is when you run into the clickers for the very first time. And it's I knew what they were walking into and I was still like on the edge of my seat, like tense because they did such a great job with the clickers and the effects, how they sounded this the the sounds they make are just oh yeah it was a mix between, it was a mix between like the girl from the grudge mm-hmm. and um those creatures in the descent i kept oh, thinking yeah. like it just sounds well because uh, they can't see or or you know they can't see so they it's like echolocation basically yep. but i just I, when they were in that room i kept thinking like someone's gonna back into one of those stupid presidential busts how those are still on the things i don't know <laughs> but like someone would have run into them at some point right. but i was like one of them's gonna back in and benjamin franklin's head's gonna go falling down and that clicker is gonna oh gosh i was just it was so tense it was so scary so yeah, they they encounter the clicker. I well, actually, they encounter a dead body at first that's all torn up, and Ellie's very confused because she's like, "I've been attacked yeah. by infected, and I it wasn't anything like that." Yeah. So you're like, "Oh," sh-. and that's when, and Anna Torv, her performance is so good. The way she reacts to things, I mean, Peter really Pascal is. is doing a great job himself, but 
I gotta praise Anna Torv because she just every time like when she find when they find that body and Ellie pretty much is stating how like this isn't normal and and Tess is just like uh, oh shit and she's trying and she's telling Joel like oh maybe maybe he got attacked outside and he came crawling in or you know she's trying to come up with scenarios that yeah because but she knows exactly what's in this building she looks genuinely terrified oh yeah in every scenario and it's just very subtle on her mm-hmm. face and and Pedro Pascal just kind of looks it's the same we'll say <laughs> <laughs> um he never really looks scared probably just because he's trying to be strong and whatever but she just always like her yeah you're right she just does such a great job her reactions are amazing yeah she's fantastic so they get up mm-hmm. to they get upstairs and that's when they run into the clickers. There's two of them. Yeah. And I love it when, you know, he, you know, Ellie is very scared and, you know, he pretty much tells her like they can't see, but they can hear. Right. And I don't remember. Does she st- do that? Do, how does the one get alerted? That first one, like to start the whole thing, he does- just breathes a little too loudly because, mm. like, the clicker walks like right by them. Yeah, and she sees the clicker's face for the first time and just goes like, like that, mm-hmm. very low, and it hears her and just turns. And then once it turns and screams, it's hard not to scream and freak yeah. out. So, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. So it's just like the tiniest little like exhale of breath, basically. It heard. So, yeah, yeah, so it's it's just chaos for this entire it, it feels like forever. It feels like the scene goes on a long time and I'm OK with it because it's just so terrifying uh, mm-hmm. The you know, Joel is fighting one and then Tess kind of disappears. She's like f- off fighting the other one and you don't yeah. see her for a while. And it's Never just Joel could. kind of trying to make sure Ellie's around, trying to make sure she's OK. And uh, you notice that these things are very, very, very hard to kill. Because they get shot a lot and they yeah, just keep I, getting I, back up. I asked about that. I was like, wait, so how do you kill them? Because this one's getting shot quite a bit. It, even it, I feel like they were even kind of shooting it sort of like in the head or in the neck mm-hmm. and it was still coming at them. And I was like, do you have to set them on fire? Do you got their heads off? Like, <laughs> is that what you have to do? Are they vampires? Like, I don't understand. But then he was just like, you just you just have to keep shooting them. You just reload in the game. You just have to keep reloading. Basically. Yeah, the <laughs> easiest way to kill a clicker in the game is to sneak up behind one, like to be very quiet, and you sneak up and you sh- you uh, stab it in the neck. Oh yeah, that's what he said. He used a term, and I can't remember the name of it. You can, I, shiv, I you can shiv them right in the neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, or you could just you can uh, Molotov cocktail them. They okay. they die pretty quick when you set them on fire. But yeah, there's no point in shooting them. Literally, what you do is just run around until they kind of lose your uh, they can't hear you anymore. Like you kind of hide because they'll find you. They're they're just terrifying. They are the worst things to run into in that damn game. Uh, And I they did so good in this with how they looked, how they sounded, how they moved. Like the fact that like they're on the, the side of the bookcase or not the bookcase. It was like a display case. And then it like he stepped on the piece of glass and the thing just hops over the display case it's to get so him. fast it was yeah. crazy and and ellie's there too and she ends up getting bit and i and i don't think that happens in the game that she gets bit a second time but i do like the fact that she gets bit she's like are you kidding me yeah. well i guess if anyone <laughs> were to get bit it should be me it should and happen to me now did you yeah. did you 
see kind of the reaction though when she says that like tessa's reaction to her saying yeah. that like did you figure I mean, that she got bit i kind of figured it when she, when they didn't show her yeah uh, it's never good when they go off screen <laughs> i'm like no and i just also putting her as a guest star is also oh. never a good you know See, like I the even shows do kinda, that stop it i know the credits kind of kill it for you when they say <sighs> guest starring anna torv i'm like okay so we're not gonna last very long yeah um so when she kind of went off i was like mm, that's not good something's gonna i knew they wouldn't like kill her off screen because mm -hmm. i mean that's just it's just such an emotional scene but i knew something was gonna happen to her like i knew it wasn't good yeah, yeah. When Joel's like, are you okay? He's like, she's like, yeah, just twisting my ankle. Mm -mm. I'm good. No. <laughs> because you start reading her body language for the rest of the episode because it changes so drastically. Like they, they go up onto the roof because they got to cross over to the next building and uh, Joel's kind of fixing her up and he's kind of checked out. He kind of just wants to quit this and go back. Yeah. He wants to go back. And she's like, no, if we can help, you know, if we can change this, we're going to do this. And he's like, all right. And she kind of like treats him. She, she, she like bosses him around. It's like, why don't you go over there and watch her? And he's just, you could see the look on his face. Like, why you got to yell at me. <laughs> just like, yeah. I think she says something like, can't you just for once, like think of something other than everything's going to be shit. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he just always, you know, I mean, honestly, yes, it, it's, started really crappy for him his daughter gets oh, yeah. shot and killed and he's been living for 20 years in this infected world and everything's been crap so it's going to continue to be mm -hmm. so why even hope and i think she says something like that can't you just hope that something's better you know she's infected she's been infected for two weeks and she's not what do they call them like they're, not the clickers, but just like the regular ones I so guess. there's uh there's different stages there's like runners oh, okay and they're like the when they're first infected, they just kind of, they still look very human. They just right. kind of have the veins and stuff and the they're, veins, yeah, they're yeah. very fast. I think they're called runners. I'm not sure. I don't remember the exact order of things, but the clicker okay. is like advanced. That's why it's okay. got the thing. And then it progresses into, I don't want to talk about the next stage. Cause you're going to, cause I, you're going to see it in the show, Ew. how it, okay. how, how the, the whole thing progresses. And it's, I mean, it's all terrifying. Does it make them faster. Like, um, does it alter their like no because the clickers really like aren't that? fast they're just very persistent like they don't oh, okay. they, they don't sprint as fast as like the runners do but they they're just they they will not lose you like they okay you could literally run for a mile they'll follow you but they're very they stay in the dark like like ellie was okay. stating they're kind of like bats because they're blind so yeah. usually in the game you only encountered clickers in dark tunnels or in abandoned buildings you never saw them like on the outside unless you pissed one off and it just followed you outside okay okay but yeah there's there's a you can look it up there's a bunch of different stages of of, yeah. of when it starts to the end and i like that you kind of get like a breakdown where ellie's like how long do they the infected you know live for and he's like well i appreciated that a couple it could be a, a couple weeks and uh there are some that have been walking around for 20 years and i'm like that's terrifying i don't want to see yeah. those and i feel like we're going to <laughs> we're well, gonna see like those gonna, old ones i feel like it's gonna i don't know i i just remember seeing in the trailer when they first showed the trailer some gigantic looking non-human 
rock looking creature is that the one crawling. at the end of the trailer where it looks like he's yes. coming over the the ledge yeah, oh yeah that thing. oh yeah I'm like i don't know what that thing is oh yeah <laughs> it doesn't that's, look human that's and, or not it looks fun. really old yeah yeah so yeah so anna or pff, tess she yeah her demeanor is different she you know the joel and ellie get to see the see the skyline of boston I say it in quotations to all the audio listeners. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, this is directly pulled from the game as well. This ex- exact okay. scene. And then Tess, of course, is like, we got to go type deal. We got to go meet them. And everything's a rush. You could see as she's like walking down the street. She's she's Real like fast. fast walking. And you could see Joel's kind of confused. Like, what's what's going on here? And why is she? What, what's, what's what's up with this? Yeah. Yeah. And then they get to the. Is it the state house? Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. State house? Yeah, yeah. Okay. City hall, whatever. Um, and the fireflies aren't there. Nope. And the the truck is the armored truck is there, but no one else is. And mm. I was just like, oh no. Cause I again haven't played the game. <laughs> so I thought that when they first made that deal with um what was her name? Marlene. Um, the head of Okay, when they made it with her, I thought they made the deal that they were going to take her all the way to Colorado yeah. or, Den- or wherever nope. they were. And I, and I was like, oh, they just had to take her to the state. Okay, yeah. that's not as bad. So I don't but know I'm if you knew. now they will have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much what Joel's being tested. Uh, pretty much what Tess mm-hmm. pretty much makes Joel do right. in her final moment. But um, I don't know if you knew this, but the actress who plays Marlene is she also played Marlene in the game she she was no the voice so of marlene cool. in the game so oh that's, that's pretty, so cool. pretty cool that is cool so, so yeah they know that all the fireflies are dead and they're trying to figure out why and they figure out that one of them got infected attacked all the rest of them and that's yeah, yeah. and so tess is freaking out and joel's kind of just like okay well it's over we can go back let's go back home she's like i this isn't my home and right. that's when ellie's like oh she's infected and Joel's yeah. like, "What? All right, show me." And she, yeah, she she shows him, and she's like, "Whoops." Yeah, and it spreads so fast. I didn't. I was like, yeah. I was like, she literally got bit like what an hour ago, maybe. Technically, and yeah, she like, said an hour because they they yeah. compare the bites because they compare Ellie's newest bite to her, which is bite. already starting to like dry up. Basically, yeah. it just looks like yeah. a cut. Yeah. And yeah. so this Tessa's Tessa's death scene in the show is so much, in my opinion, is so much better than her death scene in the game. So in the game, they said they elaborated on it. Yeah, yeah, it's just more dramatic, and mm-hmm. it's I think it just it it makes you like it was an emotional part of the game, but you didn't really have the connection to Tess in the game as you do in the show. Like I feel like you spent way more time with her in the show. So when her time is fine. I mean, as someone who's played it, I knew she wasn't going to make it very far, even without right. seeing the credit, but like just knowing that Tessa's is going to die. But the way that they did it was amazing. So in the game, she, you know, she's in, she gets bit, she's infected and she kind of needs to sacrifice herself. But instead of it being infected that come, it's Fedra, which is the like government officials right. that patrol which is just this makes it more dramatic. So one of the infected on the ground comes alive and Joel shoots it. And that sends a signal to the it infected so that cool. we're all laying out in front, which 
I, I didn't talk about it, though, was when they first see them on the ground that you see the yeah. sun hit them and you see they're reacting to the sunlight as it's moving. Yeah, it was weird. They so were like weird. barrel rolling. It was yeah. so I'm like, what are they doing? I, I, I thought they were all swarming to eat something. And I because it's so far away, you can only kind of see the movement very like from a distance, and I was like, "What mm-hmm. are they doing?" It just—it it just looked like they were rolling downhill. Almost, it's like they were recharging or something. It was yeah, like they was were very getting strange. energy. It was—it was weird. Yeah, but yeah, it sends a signal to that entire swarm, and it comes after crazy. them. And that's when you know Tessa's is like, "You gotta, you gotta bring her. You gotta end this." Like she, mm-hmm. if she can change the world, then we need you need to do this. And right, he at first is very hesitant, and then he knows what he's got to do when he's, he takes her in the game. Uh, Ellie doesn't fight Joel. Like she kind of accepts it too. She knows that she's like, Tess is going to die. So she kind of just is like, okay, I got to go with Joel where this is yeah. very dramatic. Where like Ellie doesn't want to accept the fact that Tess is going to die. And he, she just feels right. that Joel is abandoning her. And, uh, and so that's why you get that final scene where Ellie is just kind of contemplating what to do. She's just standing there, mm-hmm. but, yeah, oh, man, this scene where she, you know, test dumps all the gas and the infected break into the state house and it's all you get the the fog effect where it, you just see Tess and then you see kind of just the the outlines of the infected. They're all running because they're going after yeah. Joel, but then you have the one that sees her stops. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't come straight at her because it senses that she's infected. Okay. So it's okay. kind of like that kiss of death. It's that final end for Tess where it's not, yes. it's not coming after and just eating her. It comes up and literally just puts the cordyceps in her mouth. And uh, there's actually a companion podcast to the show. That's actually hosted by Troy Baker, who is the voice of Joel in the video game. Okay. And uh, he, it, I think it's also with the uh, creator with Neil Druckmann and is it Craig Mazin, who is the showrunner? And they talk about okay. each episode and d- different things. And they were talking about the fact of like, as that is happening and she's, you know, she's trying to light the, she's trying to flick the lighter, but it won't work. The light, Yeah. And you could tell that like her flicks are starting to get slower and slower. And it's kind of like her body is, she's trying to fight the infection. She's trying to fight yeah. it taking over until that final moment where she, it finally lights and she drops in. It's, it's so good. I, it this is. is a, in my opinion, is a thousand times better than her death in the game. I love how okay. it it just makes it more emotional, just the way it ends. It definitely does, especially the the stuff she says to Joel before they run. Um, like I think she says, like I forgive you for not being able to be what I want you to be, because I guess mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of make it seem like they're in a romantic relationship, or at yeah. least a relationship of convenience we'll say Mm -hmm. um and maybe she wanted more and he's never i don't think ever going to be like that for anyone i think he he died once his daughter died so you know but um just when that runner whatever he is and the things just started to come out of his mouth i was just like oh my god it just it it felt weirdly romantic and terrifying at the same mm-hmm. time because he slowly comes at her and he's like he's gonna kiss her yeah. and then these like tendril spores come out of his mouth and it just it was like vile yeah <laughs> it is, so and gross. it just sits on it for it feels like it sits oh, on it for so long forever just because you're forever. still she's still trying to light the lighter 
Yeah. And it's just slower as she's like, her body is just giving up. It's trying to fight it until that final moment where it like, I'm just like, oh man, they couldn't have wrote it any better than this. It was really good. It was so good. It was really well done. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, Joel and Ellie, they escape. Well, they, yeah, they escape. It, it blows up. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Oh, she also, uh, Tess does talk about bringing uh, Ellie to Frank and, oh man, I I feel terrible because he's a pretty integral part of the game. Is it Bill? Is it Billy? No, what the hell's his name? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> I feel, oh, Bill and Frank. Bill and Frank. Bill and Frank. Okay. Yeah. Um, they, they got to bring, you know, she wants her to take or she wants him to take Ellie to see them pretty much give right. her to them. Um, and, uh, I feel, and that's probably where this, uh, the episode three is going to be is focusing on, uh, Bill and Frank and that whole relationship. Um, uh, I do hope that they continue these like before the virus or, you know, those kind of things. I really right. think that's really cool on, it doesn't, I mean, it could even be like early during the infection, like, during the whole pandemic, like what would, what were people doing on the early stages of it where this is right, 20 years yeah. later? Um, you know, people are more comfortable. I don't want to say, I say that with quotes because I don't think anyone's comfortable in this situation. No, but yeah, no, that's, that's yeah, it. it looks like that's what it's going to be because it shows, I mean, at least shows, I'm assuming it's going to open with how Joel and why am I forgetting her name? Anna, not Anna, not Ellie. Anna. Ellie. No, the uh, Anna Torv. I'm sorry. Oh, Tess. <laughs> Tess. I'm sorry. Maybe how they knew Bill and Frank before they went to Boston, potentially, because that could be it too. I feel like they sort of show a little bit of what looks like sort of a callback, and mm-hmm. then maybe how Bill and Frank meet, because it is it's Nick Offerman and yes, um, it's Murray Bartlett from um the White Lotus. Oh, I haven't seen that. So I wasn't sure who that was. Yeah, he plays the hotel manager in the first season of The White Lotus. So um, I'm sure it'll be great. I mean, two two episodes in, I am hooked. I am very happy with how this is going. I hope it it stays the course. I know Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin have stated that it is going to be very faithful to the game. They're not going to deviate too much unless they're just kind of creating new elements that but that are cohesive to the story that has already been told in the games which is great that's how it should be uh resident evil i'm looking at you uh (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah that's it for episode two uh ali what do you got going on over at the quad pro co podcast oh well we just started uh season two so uh we felt the need to pay homage or tribute to Nicolas Cage in the month of January. So we had uh, what we're calling a cage match. It's great. So um, creative. I love it. <laughs> I know. So the first, uh, first episode came out uh, on the 19th and it was uh, con- my pick of Con Air versus Matt's pick of The Rock. Okay. And then uh, episode two comes out uh, this Thursday, the 26th, and it has the unbearable weight of massive talent going up against raising Arizona. And then at the end of the, of of that episode, we will pick the final cage match winner of whatever won the first episode, which I'll just say it, the rock. Okay. The rock won. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, I would have picked The Rock, I'm, too. <laughs> no, that's what everyone says. Um, <laughs> so we'll find out which is the ultimate uh, Cage movie of the four that we uh, did this year. So, Very yeah. cool. Yeah. So it was a good time. We liked it. <laughs> it was a very good episode. I mean, every episode mm-hmm. that you guys put out is great I as I Thank listen you. to them. Uh, Thank you. Where can people find you? They can find us. So we are at Quad Pro Quo Pod across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can listen to us really wherever you podcast or Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere. So yeah, um, we don't have any special theme planned for February. We're um we're going to be filming or filming recording this saturday with uh my pick of fresh the 2022 Ooh. movie with sebastian stan very cool So we're gonna be talking about that so that'll be coming out in february and uh matt's pick of lone wolf and cub a japanese okay yeah movie. i was like never heard of this one <laughs> <laughs> yep well that's very ja- exciting uh, sword of vengeance yeah something All like right. that yeah awesome. so uh yeah so thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. For, I really if, love this show. Thanks, thank I'm you for so coming on such last minute. I swear, I literally messaged you like three, four hours ago because the, I had I had someone. They didn't feel good. I was like, well, I was I was actually planning on bringing you in next week because we had, it was right. kind of like throwing you in there. So I just I just had to switch people. So you're here today and, and yeah. you know, maybe you'll be back for another episode down the line. I would love to. All I right. love the show. I think it's I, great. I'm glad people are loving the show. And it's mm-hmm. great to see people, like I said before, it's great to see people who didn't ex- get to experience a game, get to experience this amazing story because it is amazing. Yeah, uh, there was literally mm-hmm. times where I was like, I, I really should just sit down and just play this game with my wife in the room just so she can experience this story. And they're like, we're making a show. And I was like, OK, I don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Matt kind of said that. And like I said, as soon as they said the guys from Chernobyl, I was like, this is going to be great because Chernobyl was just so good. Mm-hmm. And I just I was really excited for this. And Pedro Pascal is, you know. Oh, he's so good. Thanks. So good. So good. <laughs> all right. Well, all of your links will be down in the description. All of our links are down in the description. Yo. You know where to find us because you're listening to us right now or watching us on mm-hmm. YouTube. So you're already subbed, right? I'm looking at you, everybody. <laughs> Make sure to leave us a comment on our YouTube channel or leave us a review and five stars on whatever podcast service you use. And we will be back next week for episode three and make sure to check our episode, our podcast episode on Friday, where we will be talking about a little movie from last year called everything everywhere all at once. Very excited and terrified on what people are going to think of that episode. But until next time, I am Brett Parker. That is Allie from the quad pro pro podcast. I can't say that fast. And this has been been another episode of Slice of TV. We'll see y'all again next time. Bye!